Relic Radio. This is Relic Radio Sci-Fi, old-time radio science fiction stories from RelicRadio.com. Where do you come from? Wolf's Will. Are you lying? 
It's a hundred miles across the desert. I know. That's where I came from. My tank is empty. I need water. Well, drop your gear and come up here slow. Tell that Martian to stay where he is. All right, now. Who are you? My name is John. John, huh? What are you doing with that spider? His name is Kantalka. I don't care what his name is. What's a human doing with a Martian? I found him in the dry bed of Kalmak Canal, nearly dead of thirst. Probably ran off from the reservation. When our brothers are caged, they seek freedom. Brothers? Those spiders? All living creatures are our brothers. On Mars as on Earth. Oh, wait a minute. Bert Alstrom at False Wells told me there was a screwball hedge preacher over there hollering about letting the spiders loose off the reservations. Let no man call his life his own. No man or tribe nor nation. <laughs> I guess that's you, all right. Yeah, Bert told me they called you Crazy John. Oh, well, I don't suppose there's any harm in you. Go on, fill up your tank at the air still. You can even have supper with us. We would be happy to. We? What do you mean, we? Control car and myself. That spider? Oh, no. I ain't having a Martian sitting down to eat with me. Why, you come on, no. Thank you, sir, no. Where my brother is not welcome. I cannot go. The old man filled his tank at the airstill tower... And the Martian went through the ash pile for half-burned fuel brick. When we went in the house for supper, I could see them silhouetted against the fire. The old man with his wild hair and beard and the thin, spidery arms and legs of the Martian. Dad. What now? Do the Martians always on the reservation? Since the outpost three massacre, they have been. What was that? Back before you were born, they lived wild in the mountains up north. Were they fierce? Fierce enough. There's only one place for them spiders. Behind wire. Yeah, it sure is. Out in the dooryard, the campfire flickered at the base of the water tower. The first of the Martian moons had set. The other wouldn't rise for several hours. I could hear the sandpeepers out in the desert as I stood there. The old man and the Martian were sitting on the ground, huddled close to the fire. It gets cold fast on the desert when the sun goes down. Did you, boy? You can come up to the fire if you'd like. My dad wouldn't like it. All right. But I'm not afraid of no spider. No, there's nothing to be afraid of. How come his arms are all skinny? Ask him. Does he talk? Yes, his name is Kantalkar. It is, huh? Hello. Hello, boy. He talks funny. It is not my language. Why isn't he on the reservation? You can get in trouble helping spiders to escape. He is my brother. He was caged. When my brothers were in bondage, I came to them and said, Lo, the time has come for deliverance. You talk funny, too. 
Is it true that you want to let all the spiders off the reservation? No man has the right to imprison the innocent. Did I really call you crazy, John? I have been called many things. You really think we ought to let all those old spiders off the reservation? Boy, we die here in the desert. We die in the sun and of the sicknesses you have brought from Earth. That's because Martians are just weak. I bet I could knock you down myself. You could. We are a different people. We have not the strength of muscle of Earth men. But we will not stay here to die. You won't get off the reservation. The patrol takes care of that, all right. They won't let any stinking old spiders out. Even in the minds of children is planted the poison of evil. That night through the window, I could see the flicker of the old man's campfire. He was walking up and down now, shouting, singing hymns verse after verse, his white beard catching the light as he passed behind the fire. The Martian sat slumped over, his thin, spindly arms folded across the huge barrel chest that had developed over the centuries as the air of Mars thinned and escaped into space. In the morning, I looked out and they were gone. Looking back now, we wonder how they did it. The high voltage wire around the reservation carried a fatal charge. The patrolman in the tower had 50 caliber machine guns. The desert around the camp was mined heavily. And yet, at dawn, August 7th, 1997, they broke out. I was down at the dried up canal bed hunting sand peepers when my father came running after me. Ow! Ow! Here I am. Come on, back to the house. What's the matter, Dad? Now shut up and run. What is it? Spiders busted loose. Bert Alstrom radioed in. Did they come in here? They're headed this way, murdering devils. Did they kill anybody? Six patrolmen when they busted through the wire. I get inside. What are you going to do, Dad? Wire a keg of Adam's and A across the gate. You get in there and get the guns out. I got the rifles and shoved a full clip in each one. Then I slipped a primer fuse in the homemade grenades and lugged them out on the porch. Dad was running lead wires back to the detonator from a half keg of Adamson A he'd set across the gate. There, that's set. Give me one of those rifles. Will they be here soon? You can see the dust over the rise. There they are, Dad. There they come. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold up. I want to get a good shot. Let them get closer. Dad, that's Crazy John up in front. There. He's taller than the spiders. You can see his beard. Yeah, you're right. The renegade rat. Probably helped him break out of the reservation. Now listen, Al. If anything happens to me, you light out back to the shed. You can hide out in the empty orphans till they go away. You got that? All right, Dad. The spider's shouting something, Dad. That's probably a trick. Get down, little lad. You're in the way. Yeah, I got him clear now. Right in the head. No, up a little now. I 
got him. I got him. Dad, look out. They've got guns. Get down. Get down. Dad. Get out, Al. Get out of the shed. But, Dad, you're hit. Go on. Those spiders are going to rush. Get going. I can't leave you. Shut up. Get out of here. You're here. Get out there. through the house to the shed, and behind me I could hear the Martians sweeping up to the dooryard. Then suddenly, the ground shook, and I could feel the dull concussion waves hit my ears as the Adamson A exploded. I could hear the high-whispered screams of the Martians and the rattle of fragments on the metal roof of the shed. I dived into the empty ore bin and slammed the hatch almost shut. I crouched there, watching the thin edge of light that filtered through, listening to the brittle tramping of Martian feet on the board floor of our house. The shooting had stopped, and the shouts had died away. I sat there waiting, and then suddenly a shadow fell across the edge of light, and the hatch slid open on top of me. You leave me alone. I'll kill you. Boy, I've been looking for you. Where's my dad? What did you do to my dad? He's dead. You killed him. You and those spiders. You killed my father. Come out of there, boy. You let go of me, you murderer. Come on out. I'll kill you. I'll kill all those stinking murdering spiders. They are our brothers, boy. Your father shot without warning and the fire was returned against my orders. You did not have to shoot. Our brothers came in peace. They're going home to their mountains. We came to get water for the journey. You mean you just wanted water? You... You... Dad! Dad! We'll be following soon. We must go. We'll have to leave him here with water and supplies. No, the earth patrol would question him. We need the time. He goes with us. He's can't. It's straight across the desert to the mountains. He'll die. John, since the Earthmen came to Mars, the Highlanders have died like the grass in the hot sun. We are going home. One life cannot stop us. from the tower and mounted it on poles. They piled our supplies in the yard and loaded them on their backs. And then they started. I marched with the old man at the head. And the column stretched out behind us on the desert. Women, children, the sick and the dying some showing the signs of the diseases that were trivial to the Earthmen, but deadly to the Martians. Chickenpox, German measles, and the bronchial infections that raced through the vast areas of Martian lungs, eating away the tissue till death came in a last spasm of coughing. I turned to look back at our house, but the sun was behind it, blinding red. And the old man pulled me around as he marched. 
his eyes fixed on the horizon where far to the north rose the cool mountains that were the ancient home of the Highlanders. Fourteen of the Martians died the first day. They dropped to the side of the column when they could go no further and died. The march went on. The sun burned down in the day. The air shimmered with the heat. And at night, under the cold racing light of the twin moons, the winds cut at tattered clothing and scattered the feeble fires that dotted the campsites. On the fifth day, we swung wide to avoid a mining settlement, but not wide enough. They were in ambush behind a pile of rocks. Don't! Don't, boy! Why aren't the spiders fighting back? Go on back! All of you! We're giving you your last chance to get back to the reservation! I will shoot the whole lot of you! Let us go in peace! Oh, Dad! You! What are you doing with them spiders? That crazy job! A voice cries out to the universe! Your brothers must have justice! We'll give them justice! I shall lead them home! Home! To the promised rest! Home to the mountains! March forward! March forward! Past the rocks they marched, and the earthmen fired as fast as they could reload. A Martian would spin and drop as the heavy caliber bullets shook his bones to brittle fragments. But the march went on. We wound across the desert in wild zigzags, following the paths the old man had traveled through the years. Only once a patrol plane hovered on the horizon and then shot away. The days went on. The weeks. And the Martians died. They died of exhaustion. They died of the disease we had given them. And they died of thirst. The Adamson still could produce 27 units of water an hour, no more. And on that, they died of thirst. Yeah, boy. Here's your water. That's more than the others got. Take. You're giving me your water. It will be provided to me. He that brings justice to his brothers will drink deep of the water of righteousness. He that leads his brothers to their promised rest will savor the cool drafts of the mercy of heaven. <laughs> drink your water, boy. Across the desert, from the Calmac Canal to Fever Dip, the towering mesas of the Higgins Badlands, across the dry sea bottoms, they marched. On the 54th day of the march, we halted at evening. The air was thinner and colder now. The rations had long since been exhausted. And around the campfires, they cooked the hard, bitter kernels of the dogbush nut that grew on spiny stalks like earth cactus. Down to sleep wrapped in the old man's coat. Early in the morning before sunrise, I woke suddenly. The ground mist that had covered the desert the night before was lifting slowly, and 
and I saw the old man standing by the burned-out fire, the vapor swirling around his legs, and the cold light of the false dawn edging his wild beard. Go back to sleep, boy. I can't. The end is near. I've led them through the wilderness dry shod across the seas. And before us lie the mountains. It's over. We're there. I have led them to their home. And I must go back to the desert. You mean alone? No. Even now, I hear a voice in the wind. Carry the message to the men of Earth. Bring to this new world the message of the old. All beings created in the universe are my brothers. And he that harms my brother harms me. among the sick, and yet his gaunt, tall body had lasted till the march was done, till the mountains were in sight, for now the mist rose, and before us towered the highlands, the tall green mountains, and the cool sky. The march was over. Of the 7,000 Martians who started, 900 were alive. They gathered now on the rise of ground and faced the hills. Their thin bodies wavered as they stood. And some dropped to the ground as they stood there. But there was a light of hope in their large, staring eyes. Most of them had died. But they had died on the way home. And now the march was over. planes were spotted on the horizon, and within ten minutes, they had landed. The Martians stood silently as the squads piled out and set up the 50 caliber machine guns and petroleum gel flamethrower. All right, you spiders, hands up and stay together. Gather in a bunch and don't try anything. Sergeant. Yes, sir. Shoot the first spider that moves and shoot to kill. All right, come on. Come on. Here I am. Uh, you all right, kid? Uh, they didn't hurt you? No. No, I'm all right. John gave me his water ration. Oh, the leader, eh? I've got a warrant for him. Where is he? There. He's dead. Oh. Well, just as well. I'd hate to be him in front of a settler's jury. What are you going to do to them? Oh, the spiders? You see those transport planes coming in? We're going to ship them all back to the reservation where they belong. You mean take them all back? Lock, stock, and barrel. They'll be back behind wire before tonight. All right, Sergeant. 
Get a broken up in groups of 50. The first transports are coming in. You can't. You can't do that. What are you talking about, kid? Oh, you can't take them back. They're home. John said they were home. You take it easy, kid. You're all right. Now we rescued you. You don't have to worry about these fighters anymore. You can't take them back. It isn't fair. I won't let you. I won't let you. I won't let you. Hey, hey, let go of me. Sergeant. Yes, sir. Feel this crazy kid off me. They're home. Can't you understand? You can't take them back. All right, kid. Easy, easy. Must be the shark, Ken. All right, you spiders. Step it up. Move along. These transport planes. Roll over now. You're headed right back to the reservation. separated them in groups of 50 and loaded them in the planes. 900 out of 7,000. And soon the first big-bellied ships waddled out on the hard sands and lifted slowly into the air, headed back to the south, flying over the trail of dead and dying who started on the march to the highlands, the march to home. Come on now, kid. You'll feel better as soon as you get back to civilization. And don't worry about those spiders. They're taken care of now. Before the plane took off, I looked once more at the green mountains through the mist. And then, just before the motor raced, I saw John. Crazy John. Propped up against a dognut bush where the Martians had placed him. The wind from the south gave the wild hair and beard a rippling life. He faced the hills, the home, and the rest he had promised his brothers. He led them through the wilderness of Mars. Be with us at this same time next week for another adventure into the unknown world of... Dimension. That's the show for this week, but don't forget there are thousands more like it at relicradio.com. Horror, strange tales, science fiction, crime, all available for free. If you'd like to donate to Relic Radio and help keep it all free, you can do that through the website as well. Visit donate.relicradio.com to find out more and to see the special downloadable sets that are available. My thanks to those who have donated, and thanks for listening today. Talk to you again next week. 